Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till. I'm sorry, Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in and helps me out. With your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns, and we're here till about 11 o'clock today, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, as usual, early morning here, we have a lot of lines open, and then by 10 o'clock, it's all jammed up. So if you're up and moving around on this lovely Saturday morning, feel free to get online now. We've got some news for you, and here's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, this came out back in October 24th, ransomware and data breaches linked to uptick in fatal heart attacks. This is a PBS NewsHour story. And as you've heard over and over and over again, uh, these uh, ransomware attacks where school systems, uh, healthcare systems are being encrypted because you guys are opening the email. I'm sorry, it's you guys. And for some reason, you've decided to connect your clinical devices to the Internet. Well, we can discuss how silly that is, but you have. And you open this, you open these emails, and they encrypt everybody and everything. And uh, you can be down for weeks, days, all depending on your backup and recovery technology. Well, then once you've been hit with this vir- these, these, this ransomware, everybody says, "Hey, hey! I thought we were in the cloud. I thought this couldn't happen." Well, no, we have to do something now to better secure our computers. And so, what you're doing is adding more. You know, two-factor authentication, more security to get on these clinical systems. And meanwhile, the guy with a heart attack is dying. And believe it or not, those sites that have had ransomware and then have increased their security uh, after data breaches, as many as 36 additional deaths per 10,000 heart attacks have occurred annually at those hundreds of hospitals that, that were examined in this new study where they had a ransom breach and they went ahead and added more security you don't necessarily want to be a guy with a heart, or a gal with a heart attack going there because they're a little slower. Well, you know, that added security slows them down getting to the information. I right. get that. But it doesn't stop people from opening phishing emails. Correct. That's the problem because Correct. it's not going to stop the, this uh, uh, encryption you know, from going on, this ransomware. Exactly. So security awareness training, guys, is key. We offer it for our business clients. Uh, so they can be better trained. Because unfortunately, 10 to 15% of those emails come through to your, your, your email filters. If you are paying for email filtration, which you should be if you're a business, if you're not, you're wide open. But if you are, even after those security protocols have been put in place, your people are your biggest risk. So 10 to 
of those messages will still sneak by. So you need to train your folks, and you have to constantly train them. Our security awareness training will hit our clients' folks monthly with emails that are so tricky that they have to decide whether or not they're fishy or not. And if they mark that they're fishy, they get a congratulations. You're right. Thank you for saving your company from being attacked. Or if they click on it, they get the old, you go to remedial training because you seem to not have gotten the message. (laughs) And folks are either clickers or not in some of these businesses. And you'll find, heck, we've got CEOs, CFOs, controllers, who are the worst. They click like crazy. It's not necessarily just your rank-and-file folks on the line there that are clicking on these emails because these phishing schemes are very tricky. And then these hospitals who have been hit with the ransomware, they put in extra you know, uh, security. They found it t- the time it took for a patient to receive an electrocardiogram increased by as much as 2.7 minutes after a data breach. Um, and this happens because of the extra levels of security they're making the clinicians go and deal with to get the EKG up. Well, guys, well, let's not connect them to the, to the Internet. Air gap your clinical systems. <laughs> Maybe have them go one direction. You only need to up. It's not like I, as a as a guy, is constantly going to to the doctor. You can update this data probably once a month and be current. If I come in there with a heart attack, hook me up. Hook me well, up you quickly. Know, you go to the hospital. They tell you to turn off your cell phones, but then they're using the cell phones for <laughs> party to check out the data. I see Bob's here. Let's go check out his record because I can't get on the internet. Um, it just seems to be there's some problems going on here. But this is a PBS. Uh, NewsHour uh, article. I'll put the link up here for you. But the point is, we we have to rethink our connectivity to the cloud, right? The internet's great, but there are some reasons that we should probably consider separating the things that we do every day from just being the, having the ability to go see what Kim Kardashian's doing instantly, right? Especially if you're in a specific business, um, do you really have to be connected in that way mm. to to perform your your work? Maybe you do. I don't know. So but. is Kim Kardashian still relevant? Sadly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't follow it, so I don't know. <laughs> she was interviewed by some. I just saw her interviewed on TV recently. Mm. Um, but we digress. We'll put the link up there for you. What else do you got, Bob? Okay. Here's one you'll like. Yeah. 1.2 billion records exposed in unsecured database. On a Google data. Okay. Just for to kind of get this in perspective, yeah. that's about three times the population of the United States. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a lot of data. The information includes names, job titles, email addresses, phone numbers, and locations. Mm-hmm. Security researchers found an unprotected server that exposed 1.2 billion records on of personal data, including email addresses, employers, locations, job titles, names, phone numbers, and social media profiles, according yeah. to notifications sent Friday to people affected by the exposure. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine notifying 1.2 billion people <laughs> that their data has been breached? Well, the sad part is they're going to send you an email that looks fishy. <laughs> and they're going to say they're going to say you your data has been breached. Click here to find out how. Of course, that's what the bad guys are going to do. All right. In October 2019, security researchers Vinny Troya yeah. and Bob Diachinko mm-hmm. identified an unprotected Elasticsearch server, which a is co- a Google server. Right. According to the email, the exposed data included an index indicating it was sourced from data enrichment company People Data Labs, PDL, mm-hmm. and contained 622 million unique address, email addresses. Yeah. So the company had been uh, aggregated, and uh, but PDL didn't own the server. Rather, a customer likely failed to secure the database. 
PDL didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The company's LinkedIn profile says it has a data set of 1.5 billion unique person profiles to build products in rich person profiles, power predictive modeling, AI analysis, and more. So they're selling your information, guys. <laughs> yeah. Heck, here in Connecticut, Starling Physicians, they had a, a data breach right here in Rocky Hill. Um, I mean, these companies have one big IT firm supporting all the docs, and uh, they got breached. Um, I'm, I've, one of my doctors is a Starling Physician doctor, so somebody knows about my healthcare issues now, thanks to these, this issue. Um, you know, it's getting ridiculous. Um, we may as well just assume our data's out there, and who cares anymore, right? Well, <laughs> you're gonna leave that hanging like that, Bob. I gotta tell you, I'm not doing Facebook and I'm not doing Twitter and all no, of this other no. social media. All right, I'm sorry, but you know, that's uh, okay. We know enough about you as it is. Yeah, you. Well, you don't know when I'm going on vacation. You no. don't know when I'm touring the 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 rain, the rain, going on a cruise. Right. You know, you don't know when I'm on vacation and what no. I'm doing and when right. I'm away from home and when it's okay to rob my house. <laughs> No, we don't. We just sit out front and wait till you leave. Uh, so the, in other news, you guys heard about this. AT&T was fined $60 whole million dollars over data, thro data throttling allegations. So this has been a fight that's been going on for a long time. They're going to go ahead and pay $60 bucks because they talked about you guys having, if you're on AT&T, an uh, unlimited plan, <laughs> which, of course, is limited. <laughs> well, define unlimited. Exactly. <laughs> it's the unlimited limited plan. Um, they would be, basically AT and T would begin to throttle unlimited customers' data after they used as little as two gigabytes. That's a lot of data, by the way. Uh, I only use about three hundred megabytes, um, and it only cost me, by the way, three dollars, three dollars for my for my data, um, only because I choose to jiggle the handle on my cell phone so that the data doesn't keep pouring down the toilet. Um, you can avoid doing that by turning on your data savers on your on your phones and don't let your systems connect automatically. But AT&T would do that for you. After you paid your crazy money for unlimited data, they would throttle you so that you would get a little teeny trickle of data after you spent um, two gigabits worth, gigabits worth of data. And that gigabytes. worked really well for that police department that was using the Yeah, data. the fire department, actually. When the <laughs> fire fires department. a couple of years ago, yeah. um, they got throttled and uh, on their unlimited plan from Verizon. And uh, that didn't go well for them because they couldn't communicate anymore. Um, so I'll put this link up here for you guys. And you, know, you don't need to buy unlimited plans. You just need to limit your usage. Turn on your data saver. My data bill, my phone bill completely with Google Fi is 22 bucks, 23 bucks a month generally. Beat that, right? 15 bucks for my actual connectivity for cell phone, unlimited voice and, um, and texting. And then I pay a dollar, dollar a meg. I use about 300 megs. My kids can't understand it. Um, but... You don't have to have it constantly updating while you're in the, in the car, you know. It only will work when you need to use it. So keep that in mind. Jiggle the handle on your on your cell phone, and you'll save yourself a lot of money. We're going to go ahead and step out for a quick break. Steve, Michael, Gary, and another line just came through. We'll get right to your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. All the lines are jammed up. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we'll be here till 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Steve in Winstead first. Good morning, Steve. 
morning, Eric. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Hey, I missed you last week. I thought you were out fishing. Uh, yeah, he well, was. He was, was kind of speaking. Off. Yeah, <laughs> he won't tell you what he was doing, and he won't post it on social media. No, I don't do social media either. Probably better for it. So yeah, the Jets are getting a few wins there. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath, Steve. No, you know, but it's just cool to see. It is nice to see them win every now and again. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut, right? Yeah. So, what's so one up? of the phrases that I hear that I've learned from your show. Yeah. Is what could possibly go wrong here? You know, and I'm saying I find myself saying it more and more. Sure. Each day. Okay. And I, yesterday there was discussion of a cartoon video that involves robots and warfare. And, yeah. You know, to, I started thinking about that, and I said that that is just not going to happen. There's not one thing I've in my 54 years of living that doesn't break. Everything <laughs> breaks. You know, right. between the cables or a glass or whatever. And I've heard you talk about operating systems and how they They're don't always work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole idea, it just sounds completely stupid. Well, like the robots, because there's, there's definitely viral videos out there about these robots that are, you know, kind of fighting and, and uh, you know, Boston, is it Boston uh, Scientific or something? Like Boston Dynamics has a lot of great robots out there that is putting out viral videos that are kind of scary in some cases. They look like dogs. They look like humanoid uh, robots. And some of them, they actually show them in, in a battle or they're fighting each other, which is kind of proven, I guess, to be fake, where the robot was smart enough not to shoot the person that they were fighting with. It was kind of weird and creepy at the same time. But, but Boston Dynamics can do some seriously amazing things with the robots. I felt the same way. When I saw the chrome robots in the movie THX 1138, and then eventually the chrome robots end up walking into the walls because they have a malfunction. It's right. Just, the whole thing is so ridiculous. And then with Planet of the Apes, <laughs> when I was a kid, it came out in the theater. I said, oh, my God, this is going to happen. It hasn't happened. <laughs> hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Not yet. But I can, I can see Charlton Heston. I mean, every time you think about it, you know, we, we blew it up. Could we do it? Sure we could. What about Skynet? Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> the problem with these sci-fi things is they're so plausible. But you're right, right? So if you listen to the show for the past 25 years, you, can't, you tell yourself, are you kidding me? We can't even figure out how to do banking transactions correctly. We can't figure out how to do email correctly. We can't, how could we possibly develop, uh, develop robots? You know, I just, we just saw you know, Elon in his truck. He said it was a bulletproof glass. Smashed twice. I mean, well, that wasn't a bullet. No, it was a little, <laughs> was a little ball. But the point is, I mean, how do you screw that up? How do you screw that up? How do you not test it? <laughs> How do you not test it? So thankfully, it's humans making these robots. When the robots are making the robots, as C-3PO said, you know, then we're in trouble. Yeah, I think just a wad of gum would cause them a lot of problems. <laughs> Let's hope, Steve. Let's hope we all just carry a wad of gum when the, when the robot apocalypse hap- happens. We're, we'll be ready to rock and roll. I think we're I'm safe sure. for now. You and I are safe. Our kids are probably safe. They'll be vulnerable to fishing schemes also. Yes, they will. Yes, true. <laughs> so. so that's i just wanted to call and have some fun with you over that topic all right steve well we appreciate your call sir thanks a lot yeah take have it easy day. you too bye-bye. bye-bye yeah i mean what's gonna happen i'm not too concerned i mean you can't even get streaming to work perfectly <laughs> right so let's go to mike and cromwell next mike what's cooking hi good morning how are you good how are you good i got a question i have downloaded some um files on a um sand disk um flash drive from my, I had a Windows 7 desktop. Yeah. 
But can I insert that in my Chromebook? What kind of files were they? Um, just stuff like um, pictures, yep. things that I scanned. Yep, that can go um, in your Chromebook. They, I can. Okay, because I was looking at the. I, I saved the um, the um, container that the flash drive came, and it said uh, what it was compa- system compatibility. Mm-hmm. It didn't say Chrome. I said, all right, then maybe I shouldn't do it before I call you guys. No, you can copy data to your Chromebook if there's room for it. You know, any kind of files are right. you can place them wherever you like. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure because, um, you know, I'm just yeah. I'm a Virgo. We're skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I have no idea. I, I'm not an astrology guy, so I have no idea of what all that means. But all right, I um, I just I'm always safe than sorry. That's what I was going. There with you that. go. Works for me. All right, cool. All, all right, right listen, you guys. Thank you. Have a good holiday. You too. All right. Thanks all right. so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, Chromebook is you know it's a browser based system. So you should be able to read most of your things. Um, we're getting close to the bottom of the hour here. So, Gary, we're going to get your question on, and we have to hold you over through the news, okay? What's your, what's your question, Gary? Uh, over the last few years, you've at one point recommended uh, K9 and yes. then OpenDNS. Yes. I thought recently I heard you were recommending uh, WebRoot as an antivirus. Yeah, WebRoot is an antivirus, but K9 and OpenDNS are web filters. They're two different things. Okay, so are you now saying that we should have nanovirus on the machine? Yeah, in the old days, we could get away with Microsoft's free antivirus uh, protecting you, but now you really can't. I mean, come on, it's Microsoft. And why would you trust their antivirus? So you need to go and get a more professional service when it comes to antivirus these days. So is the best way to do it is off the link that you have, I think, in your archives? Yep, you can go there. All We don't get anything for you going there or any reason for you. you know, we don't get any benefit for you going there, but this, it's the right link. So if you want to go and get the right link to WebRoot, it'll be there for you, sir. Okay. And uh, I've got McAfee that is expired and hadn't renewed it, but I know I have to uninstall it, but is there supposed to be a, uh, some other link or program do you run to finally clean up everything from McAfee? Only if it doesn't uninstall properly, but we can go find a cleaner for you. We'll go, we'll, we'll go find a, Mac, a McAfee removal tool to make sure that it does have that for you, and we'll put a link up there for that as well, Gary, okay? okay. An open DNS. Hey Gary, I gotta put you. I gotta hold you on. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we'll have. Uh, we're gonna hold Gary over the news. Want to hang on, as well, guys. So Charles, Gary, and Mike, hang on. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. says computer talk we're going to be here till 11 o'clock mike's at the helm he's playing all the rush tunes i love i want to thank him for that let's get right back to uh your calls here and we've got uh gary still in bloomfield who's got a question still about canine and open dns what's going on gary yeah. uh, on WebRoot, uh hmm. what was your uh the thought behind your recommendation to recommend that program versus others so we here at computer talk we like to eat our own cat food as it were so um, when we utilize tools, especially in our business life, we're going to recommend it to you guys, right? Because we have, a, we have a, an experience across over 8,000-plus systems that we protect in our client base. So if it works well for all those computers, I'm pretty confident my recommendation will be good for you. Okay. So that's the only reason. Um, we know it works really well. It's a light payload. Um, it's a very smart antivirus. It's process-based. And... Um, 
it's it's based here in in America. It works in real time, and it doesn't need to download signatures, and it doesn't use a lot of system resources. Right, lots of great reasons for it. It's it's affordable. Um, so, it, it, in this day and age, free antivirus. I mean, the Czech Republic, you know, got us AVG and all these Avast, but you know, great, you know, it's fine. They gave us all this free antivirus, but do you really want your antivirus? Coming from the Czech Republic or Kaspersky, right? A Russian antivirus. Do you really want to use Russian antivirus I, on your I've computer? I've moved on. You've moved on? <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, you've got Microsoft's built in antivirus, which to me seems like an oxymoron, right? And you don't want to be an oxymoron, do you? No. <laughs> so, I would use WebRoot if I were you or something, something else other than relying on Microsoft to protect you because that's just crazy these days. Okay. Yeah, don't collude with the Russians. <laughs> don't collude with Kaspersky, right? <laughs> we'll, uh, Open DNS give you a screen that warns you that it's blocking something. Open DNS do what for you, Gary? Well, with K9, if you try to click on something, the screen would come up and it would say blocked by K9. Yes. Open DNS do the same thing? Generally, yes. Okay. I have never seen one, so I'm assuming I'm not touching some, going someplace where I shouldn't. Well, you can also configure it, Gary. So, do you have an Open DNS account? Well, I had installed Open DNS. Uh, maybe two years ago. Well, you configured it. You don't install anything. So with K9, you do install. And we were we would find that to be slow and have issues with performance and logging. With OpenDNS, you're just configuring the IP scheme in the DNS area of your of your DHCP settings. So you're okay. not really conf- loading anything. But then you load the IP updater, and if you get an account with OpenDNS, you can then specify what you do not want to have people have access to on your on your network. So obviously you can protect kids from things and whole categories can be blocked. Okay. And uh, I was on the website for Classic Shell recently and I noticed that the writers are saying they're no longer updating it, but they were had something else up called Open Shell. And I was wondering what your opinion is on that. Have you used it? I haven't used it. Before. I can't tell you I haven't used it because I haven't seen a need since Windows 10. Unless somebody specifically requests it. Yeah, so we don't use it enough to know. Okay. I'm a, I got 8.1, so uh, I've enjoyed having it because it basically operates the same as the XP machine before it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> XP. The support on 8.1 ended a long time ago, but if it's working for you, fine. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you for taking my call for the help, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Yep. Thank you. Our pleasure, Our pleasure Gary. You too. Okay, bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to move on to Mike in Holland, Massachusetts. What's going on, Mike? Good morning. Morning. I'd like to, uh, first of all, thank you, Eric and Bob, for uh, the show. Thanks. Uh, I really enjoy it, and it's been a help to me a couple of times. Great. Um, The problem I have is I was using Microsoft Office, and we use Publisher a lot where I work, and Mm -hmm. I went to um, open a document. And it told me element not found. So I went and tried to open uh, a publisher, the publisher itself, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't do anything. And I tried another ID, and it wouldn't do anything either. And then I tried the admin ID on the machine, and it would work. So it's obviously still there. I just can't see it. And then I, I said, okay, I'll fix this. I've got backups. I, I tried to run a, uh, a restore mm-hmm. to the previous day, and it came up and told me it couldn't do the restore because the drive was infected with BitLocker. Yikes. 
And infected with BitLocker is interesting. Everything seems to be running except for the Microsoft Office stuff. Right. So could you have turned on BitLocker recently? Because that's a feature of the operating system if you have a professional OS. Um, BitLocker is part of the Windows 10 Pro operating system. You could flip that on, and it could be that your backups have not incorporated BitLocker, and now you're running under BitLocker. The only problem is, have you rebooted your machine to find this out? Uh, yeah. Okay. Did it ask for a password before you got to the OS? No. Interesting. All right. So then you don't have a BitLocker running on your hardware. You may, though, have a couple of encrypted files that is using a BitLocker technology to do it, I guess. Um, that file could be unreadable. Have you tried loading that file somewhere else on a different machine? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. But you can open other files, right? Like other Word documents and everything else? Uh, no, and either, either all of Office works or all of Office doesn't work. And it's, it seems to be dependent on the ID that I'm using. What? Yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> and this is on a business machine or a home machine? It's a business machine. Okay. Small, real small office, but the machine gets like two or three different users. So. Okay, so technically, they can use group policy to enable that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm thinking what's going on here is that your other users on this computer have encrypted their data on purpose uh, because maybe they have more protected data. Um, then you're able to use, and they don't want you looking at it when, they're, when you're using yeah. the computer. Um, because I think you can use group policy to, to, to do that. Um, but I'm guessing. On, I have the admin. Uh, oh, well, you have the admin of the local. You have the local admin, or do you have this, the network admin? It's a local. It's just one machine. Oh, you have no power then, sir. Oh. <laughs> I, well, I've got the admin ID, and is there any global way to go in and turn it off only so if if, if, it, if this is being sent up to you through your your domain i don't think so You're no gonna... it's not it would have been somebody doing it locally on this machine you think so hmm. yeah well if you're the local admin then network, you sh so. yeah what we don't have a oh uh, what you would call a network it's this <clears throat> machine and uh people get on their laptops in their other offices but Hmm. The only access to this machine is through uh, through this machine. Okay. So they haven't enabled it, though, as an admin on the entire drive. It's only based on your individual profiles is what you're saying. Oh, it could be. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I turned mine on. Well, it's kind of odd because BitLocker is designed to lock the whole hard drive. It's not So you somebody either used a tool or you're encrypted – uh, through a, a ransomware attack or a malware attack that happened oh. and encrypted the data. Um, and that you would have to go from backup to, to restore from, um, if that's but the case. But it won't let me. Yeah, it won't let you, right. Uh, can you restore the data, though, to a different drive? If it's, uh, I haven't tried that. Try that. See if the data is encrypted. Uh, yeah. if, it, if it is, it, this sounds to me more like you might have some sort of infection than if it wasn't some sort of configuration by your administrator it looks well, like well i did i ran malware pipes and i found one virus yeah and removed it um the thing that i'm worried about is we do backups to an external drive yeah and it's plugged in i'm wondering if that is now oh boy uh, yeah. but i have another one we always keep one off site oh good 
but I'm worried about plugging it in anywhere till I know that it's not going to get contaminated when I right. plug it in back to this machine. Good point. So obviously any backup that's plugged into the existing computer, like you said, probably was impacted if this is a virus. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, those plug-in backups, for, especially for business, are not a backup. The, the beauty is, though, you have a B backup, which is a, the, the one that's disconnected, which hopefully is yeah. safe. Yeah. So you can take that drive, and hopefully it's got your data on it, and see if you can it's view up. it from a different computer. Can you open it? Uh, I, I'll have to bring it home and try it. Yep. So go ahead and do that. See if your data is still there. If it is, I'm thinking you're going to deal with a wipe and a reload here on this machine. If it's impacted with a, with a encryption, there's no, there's no magic I can offer you to decrypt it. Yeah. Um, it's not on the hard drive because you're all you all would be impacted if it was a hard drive BitLocker that was turned on. So it could be some sort of uh, ransom encryption that somebody got hit with, and they, they're not owning up to it because they would have been aware of it. They would have gotten an email that says, "Hey, all your files belong to us." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, one of those things. Something. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I can ask around and find out if anybody did turn on some encryption. Right, but it would be a, it's individual like based on the profile. It's kind of odd. So, yeah. I would say you're going to be in for a wipe and a reload, right, Bob? I mean, any other thoughts? Uh, I don't have any other thing. I mean, it, sh- it would it be sounds- system wide if it was right. on the drive, right? Correct. Yeah, and it's not, so it's just based on the profile. Okay. So I don't know. It's a little a little weird, Mike. I think you need to see if you can get your bit your data back from backup and then consider wiping a reload. Yeah, I can. I can uh, do that. I'm mm-hmm. not. Concerned about it because I know I can get it back from the the backup. Awesome. Okay. All right. I wish I had more news for you. That's all I can think of. Gives me a, a way to go here. All right, sir. Good luck. Thank you. You got it. Bye bye. Bye bye. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock. We've got three lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. Three lines open still. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you want to talk about whatever we talked about. Um, and if you have any computer comments, questions, and concerns, you want to talk about net neutrality. I talked about that last last week a little bit. We had the big digital camera show. But there's a new EULA, as it were, as part of YouTube, where they can delete your little YouTube channel if it's not, wait for it, commercially viable. Now, Everyone was afraid that net neutrality, not having net neutrality and having your, your YouTube video throttled was the big concern. I mean, Chris Murphy's emailing my kids at UConn, keep the internet free, keep the internet free and open, guys. And I'm telling my kids, A, it's not free. I have no idea the fees I pay at UConn. Um, but B, it has nothing to do with that. Let the network guys manage their network. YouTube's going to tell you whether or not you're commercially viable because that little YouTube channel uses... Power, air conditioning, hard drive, IT geeks. It's not free. <laughs> I know it's the Googleplex and they got billions and billions, but, you know, and I've, I've Where learned. Where are they getting that money from? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> who knows? I've learned a lot about how to change, it, you know, a lawnmower's oil, but, you know, the guy that's got three videos out there is not commercially viable. If they want to turn it off, they can, right? That's right. It's their, it's their network. You want to share it with just your family? That's not commercially viable. <laughs> Click. So uh, we can talk about whatever you'd like um, when it comes to IT. Let's go to Charles in Hartford next. Hey, Charles. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you. What can I do for you? 
Uh, question about speed testing. Yes, sir. I ran a speed test Xfinity. Yeah. It downloaded 43.3. Okay, that's not too bad. What are you paying for? Uh, well, when I set it up, it's under a package bundle or whatever they call it. Yeah. They should tell I, you what you're, what you're paying for in the bundle, though. They should say you're getting a hundred or fifty or. I'm not sure. Yeah, I have a, they kind of do that on purpose, I think, to make it a little nebulous. So I uploaded at twelve point zero. Mm-hmm. So I read it again. The download was thirty one point eight. Going the wrong way. Upload was twelve point one. Yep. So I'm uh, new at this thing. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out what was. What's the difference in the problems here? If you're paying for 25, you're doing great. Right. If you're paying for 50, you're not doing, you're, so, you're good. Not doing so good. If you're paying for 100, they owe you money. <laughs> <laughs> the genius. <laughs> so what's going on here, Charles, is think of this. Think of the Internet as the same thing as water. The, yeah. the, the pipe is your water line into your home, right, which is like a half-inch copper line, right? Okay. And, and so most people only need a half-inch copper line or an inch. I, can, I never remember. I was seven years on the waterboard in Southington. I can never remember if it's a half-inch or an inch. Well, typically you have one inch, one inch thank coming you into your house. There it is. And they throttle it down to a half-inch. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a one-inch pipe coming in there. In your case, that's your speed test, right? So if your Internet speed is around 50 to 75 megabits, that's plenty of pipe for most homes. 50 to 75 megabits, right? That's all you need. You're only getting 33. So you get to call in the folks at your internet provider and say, hey, what am I paying for here? Am I paying for 50? Am I paying for 100? Am I paying for 25? So that way you know whether or not you're getting what you're paying for. That's step one. But you don't need to keep in increasing your bandwidth because you're having issues with uh, you know, spinning or buffering. Your bandwidth is not necessarily responsible for that. Although the internet providers want you to think it is, because they'll keep selling you more, right? And so instead of a one-inch uh, line into your home, they'll sell you a 12-inch main, right? Yeah. A big water main and you know a big 500 megabit connection. But you'll still you'll still spin and wonder why. Well, it's because it's in your internal network that you have the problem, not with this big pipe they're selling you that you don't need. So, so if you have an old router that's only capable of 10 megabits, and they sell you 100, you're only going to get 10. Right, and they're happily taking your money. So first step is after you've talked to me now is to call them and say, hey, what am I paying for? And then tell them what you're getting for speed on your test. Um, and then they're going to have you do some other tests where you're actually connecting your computer directly to their modem to try to, to, try to isolate where your problem is, right? Because their modem is really where the buck stops. And if, okay. you're, if you're paying for 50 and you do the speed test on the modem only and you're getting 50, then they're done. The other problems you're having are after your modem, which could be your wiring, it could be your Wi-Fi, it could be your computers, it could be numerous things. Nicely, okay. All right. Okay. Are you having a problem you're trying to rectify? No, I, I, I listen to you quite often, mm -hmm. and I think one of the shows you were speaking about speed testing, so I'm trying to figure out what it is and how to go about you know, figure yeah. out what I'm paying for and what I'm getting. Good. That's a good start. When you're running a speed test, you want to make sure that you're the only computer on the, com on the network at the time. 
because if there's other people using the network, it's going to throw the results off because they're sharing that speed uh, or that bandwidth with you. There's only only one computer in the house here. Okay. And now I'm like a empty nester by myself now. So gotcha. Uh, another thing was uh, when I had a house full, we had four uh, TVs hooked up. Yep. And um, I tried to since everybody moved out, I tried to. Um, you know, return some of the boxes, and they told me I couldn't. If what? I did, I just still had to pay what I had signed up for in this, in this package or whatever it is. Oh, uh, that's not cool. See, that's the you know that's not that's not right. I was so happy when I took all my boxes to Cox, brought them over there. You know, it's ten bucks a box a month almost in some of these cases. I was so happy yeah. to throw them there, and they were happy to give me the credit. That doesn't sound right, Charles. Your plan has to expire at some point. Yeah, because you'll save a lot of money by sending those boxes back. You're renting them to do nothing. Yeah, that's that's I, I I noticed that you know. So I'm, I guess, stuck behind a rod hardball for now. I guess for now, but, but as soon as you can get out of that contract, get out of that contract, and uh, look for other alternative. T-Mobile has a great option now, um, where you can get cellular uh, to your home. Actually, I'll put a link up to that because I thought that was pretty neat. I gotta go to a break here, Charles. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for your information. Our pleasure. We'll be right back. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.